Let's talk about your Monday because it might be uh, affected. At least your kid's school day might be affected. That's because CUPE, which represents 55,000 education workers in Ontario, has formally submitted notice that puts it in a legal strike position as of Monday. And they have uh, mailed out a memo to their um, members on work to rule phase one instructions. And I have that memo with me. And you've probably been hearing a little bit about this. Yesterday, the memo was uh, the media got hold of the memo. Um, One of the things that they state is no QP member will ever do anything to make school unsafe or put students at risk. However, there are a list of tasks that will not be done. And uh, let me just run down a couple here uh, that I got from uh, the CBC little um, synopsis of what they're asking their members not to do. Clerical staff have been explicitly told not to supervise children. Those workers will also stop updating the school's websites and social media feeds. Education assistants will not allow any class to proceed unless a teacher is present, nor will they participate in nutrition programs. Custodians will similarly not supervise students, nor will they pick up garbage outside or clean ministry unfunded areas, including hallways, gyms, or offices and maintenance and trade members will complete repairs only if the parts are in stock and on hand. And this happens on Monday. The um, members of the union that we're talking about, custodial caretakers, maintenance trades, school-based clerical, back office, central uh, clerical, education assistants, early childhood educators, librarians, IT Student supervisors, professionals, child and youth workers, instructors, and food service workers. Basically, everybody beyond teachers. And, uh, yeah, and teaching assistants. It's seven minutes after nine o'clock. And here joining us to get us just a little more clarification on exactly what this work to rule situation will look like as of Monday, if it happens. Laura Walton, she has been on the show before. She's president of CUPE's Ontario School Board Council of Unions. Welcome to the show, Laura. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being on to give us a little clarification on um, on what you're talking about here. One of the things that stood out to me is that maintenance, custodians, and clerical staff will not supervise students. How often is that going on? Believe it or not, more often than uh, we would like to admit. Um, so a lot of times what will happen is, uh, you know, they will take students to help them sweep the floor uh, because they need, uh, you know, some extra support. And what we're trying to say is these are things that shouldn't be happening. We should be funding so we have the proper services there. Uh, you know, I often said I've never been able to reward my children with good for good behavior with sweeping the floor, and that shouldn't be a ticket for students in our schools either. All right, I'm going to run through your mem- memo and just ask you to clarify a couple of things for me, if you don't mind, just to give sure. people an idea of what's going on. Um, the, the job action instructions, it's for all classifications of in- instructions here. Phase one, uh, number two on the list is wear an OSBCU job action wristband. Who is that for? Yeah. So we have uh, purple wristbands, uh, they're silicone bands, they're just little bracelets. That's for all of our members to wear and our allies to wear in the schools. It's just a show of, of you know, a, dis- a display of solidarity. Okay, so what if you decide you don't want to wear it? Are you outed? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you know, we had really, we've done this before. We did this four years ago uh, with Work to Rule in 2015. 
it's a really great way. And actually what we find is we've ordered them and we're actually having people saying, can I get more? Uh, because folks are, are wanting uh, their, for their allies. To collect and trade. Yes, yes. It's becoming like stickers, I guess. All right. So I want to run down uh, some of the lists. Number one is do not perform the duties of any other member or classification. That's basically, I can read that as don't do something that's not in your job description. Absolutely. Yeah. And because we're seeing such cuts to our uh, jobs, we're finding that there are is a lot of gapping and uh, other tasks being put on to other people. And we're saying, please don't do that. Okay, so no volunteering, coaching clubs, no uh, or non-paid activities, no supervision of, of co-op placements or student uh, practicums are in there. Wear purple or any other visible show of solidarity on bargaining days and education Wednesday. Um, uh, report personal absences. So you can report your absence, but don't secure your replacement for your position. So yeah. basically, don't call around and, and look for somebody to cover you? Absolutely. And the majority of cases, um, our school boards have systems set up. Um, but what we're finding is that this was being downloaded from administration onto the staff. So in the midst of having the flu and trying to call in saying I wouldn't be there, they were being asked to call around and look for someone to fill that space. Okay, so you're saying don't do that anymore? No, no. Yeah. Okay, so now we're, we're moving on to custodial and caretaker members. They're saying only complete work orders uh, super received by supervisors and get detailed requests for work in writing. Uh, don't cover duties on, of unfulfilled people that are absent. Uh, do not supervise students. And, and no cleaning of uh, ministry unfunded areas such as hallways, or office areas, or gymnasiums. Yes, believe it or not, the Ministry of Education does not provide funding for those spaces. They don't consider those learning spaces. And this is one of the things that we're highlighting is why are we not funding every single nook and cranny of a school so that it can be properly cleaned? So that means technically they could never get cleaned? Uh, technically, yeah. Uh, wow. Technically, it means that our members are not going to be doing it. Uh, when it comes down to the health and safety of a school, the final responsibility lays on the principal. So, you know, we have seen cases where the principal uh, helps out, uh, but that is not, we, we're really trying to highlight. Wait a minute, the, the principal's picking up a broom and sweeping the hallways? We've seen it. Yeah, we saw it last time. <laughs> wow. If the goal yeah. of this job of action is to have these areas covered, then, you know, count me in. I'm on board with that because I, I think the province should designate these areas as ministry Absolutely. funded areas. We really took a look at what we did four years ago, went around the province speaking to members and leaders, and what we were trying to do is highlight areas where the government and the school boards have created shortfalls. And I understand when you look at that list, it's like, holy cow, mm. but let's be honest. Um, we've got situations where food and nutrition programs used to be the paid work of folks in our schools. They've taken away those hours, and now they would like them to volunteer for that. And we're saying, wait a moment. These are important tasks that need to be performed in our schools. We need to be supporting that. And the government and the school boards need to also be supporting it by ensuring it's staffed properly. So I'm going to continue on through some of the lists here, because these are things that I think people are concerned about. What's going to happen to my kid in school if the work to rule happens on Monday? So for uh, under the food service workers memo of, of what to do or what not to do during the work to rule instructions, it says, uh, do not order any consumables. What does that mean? When you run out of food, you're out of food in the calf? <laughs> no. So consumables are uh, paper towels, things like that. But let's be clear. That's also another task that can be performed by the principal. Okay, do not supervise students in the kitchen without a teacher being present. What the heck does that mean? Absolutely. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So what we're finding, and you'll see that that sanction is actually in a couple of places, is we're saying there shouldn't be gapping. And our members are not paid um, at the same rate as uh, other folks for doing that supervision. And it's putting people, they're just assigning kids um, places to go because they, you know, don't have enough actual school support. Wait a minute, though, but I don't understand what a kid's doing in a kitchen. I think that's what I'm asking for (laughs) clarification on. Absolutely. Sometimes they get assigned there as, you know, um, a work co-op. It could be many things. Some of our school kitchens actually are teaching kitchens. Okay. um, Across the province. So we keep that into account, too. And, you know, if they're teaching kitchens, then we need to ensure that our teaching colleagues are there. And this just goes back to that whole... So is the lunch lady in the teaching kitchen sometimes and the teacher's not there teaching? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So, um, I mean, because some of these things, I think, uh, could be misrepresented. It's represented, you know, in in quick little synopsis. So that's why I'm going through them with you. Yeah, no, no. And that's what I said to you. It's really hard when you look at it on that list, unless you're kind of in our schools, understanding where that is coming from. Well, that's why I'm asking you these questions. So let's get to the PSW worker, because this is these are these are educational assistants that I think parents would want to know. I highlighted a couple things. No general population supervision. Supervision will be performed for special ed students on your assignment only. And do not perform safety procedures on the bus. This is the one that looks weird to me. Harnessing or buckling in. It's the responsibility of the driver. It is. But what if your kid that you're, um, what if you are dealing with someone that gets very nervous around people that they don't know? And in this case, the PS, uh, the personal support worker would be the best person to buckle that child in for their own uh, sanity, their own uh, safety, their feeling of of well-being. So in those situations, what happens is the drivers are are always the same Um, across the province. We have school bus drivers, taxi drivers. We use a consistent person. We also have people who ride in transportation with the kids that are also a consistent person. Yeah, but they're only um, consistent for however that long that bus ride is. That Laura, that one seems weird yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, and the reason is, is that there is no training provided to any of our people for doing that. Oh, come on. They know how to buckle a seatbelt. Everybody learns how oh, to buckle. it's not I, a seatbelt. Oh, oh, it's not a seatbelt. What is it? This is like the three-point harness that, yeah. we put on, that are put on students. It's not like a, a child seat or a seatbelt. It's an actual harness that is put on the child, and then the child is buckled into So they can't. How long does it take to train somebody to do that? We would love them to bring the training in. Uh, that one, that, I'm not going to, I'm not on board with that one. I think that one is, that, that speaks fair. to being a decent human being that's helpful to others, and that worries me. Um you just me personally. You know what worries me? What worries me at this point, with yeah. that, though, is that in a number of schools, the EA hours have been cut. So there's nobody doing that bus duty right now, anyway, because the school boards and the government have cut those positions. So we have had parents write to us that mm-hmm. there's no one even to get their child off the bus, let alone unbuckle them. Not the personal the support worker. No, and personal support workers are very few and far between throughout the province. Uh, it tends to be EAs. Personal support workers are only in one or two of our boards. Wait a minute. But if you said it was the bus driver's responsibility to harness them, couldn't the bus driver get them off the bus? Absolutely. But there's nobody there to get them off the bus and take them into the school. Yeah, but that speaks to human decency. But, absolutely. But as well. Nobody, the hours have been cut, so there's nobody starting yet. That's what we're trying to say. Hmm. And we've been talking about this for you know the last few weeks is that the cuts that were made for support staff were not really highlighted um, because we didn't really know about them until school started. And when school started, suddenly we started to hear of these things, which are not acceptable. 
You are absolutely right. This is not acceptable. But at the end of the day, let's think about what we're trying to say. Why we wouldn't need to be in this position if we didn't have concessions at the table that would further cut the people who are providing these services. So basically, you're trying to show uh, the government and the parents out there, um, you know, via, you know, what you're not willing to do with students, how bad it can get. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we're not willing. It's just at some point we need to be highlighting Well, during the work to rule, it means you're not willing. So I don't know how else we're going to read into that. We're in a we're in a legal strike position. Yeah, yeah. What it is is that we're removing some duties prior to going out on strike completely. How um, so? The main look of what this work to rule is going to look like is no fundraisers. Uh, There will be no book fair. It's under the librarian section. I think that that part is just torture for the poor librarian. They always look forward to the fairs. They love the book fair. There will be no book fair. Yeah, did you know that none of our librarians are provided loo time or paid time for doing that book It's fair? a fair. Come on. <laughs> um, they do it because they love. Um, not, they're not doing, your, your members Absolutely. won't do anything. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if that we had all of the staffing back so that each librarian in each school could do it? We've seen schools that have no librarians whatsoever, so those schools don't even have the access to that because n- those positions were cut. And, and this is something that you're trying to point out for sure. I just want to get to this very quickly because i got to wrap it up. You're not going to be doing anything not in the job description. There won't be any paperwork done. And uh, there won't be, and I think this is important because I am completely bugged out, to use a pun here, by this, but there will be no lice checks. Yes. Did you, well, and lice is not considered a health uh, risk anymore. Students do not have to be secluded from school. Uh, it's not a public. It's a nuisance, not a public health risk. Uh, so we're saying, you know, that's we are not going to be performing it. And yes, it makes me itchy talking about it too. I'm gonna say that uh, during this work to rule campaign, that everyone that comes in contact with kids will be wearing their hair in a bun. <laughs> and lots of hairspray. All right. Uh, thanks for clarifying what's going on, Laura. This no this thanks will possibly start on uh, Monday. What are the odds that, that it will start on Monday? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's really up to us and the Council of Trustees Association and the Crown to get to the table. Uh, it's clear what's being laid out. Now it's time to see, you know, why are these concessions on the table that would actually impact these services far more than any work to rule we could do. All right. Laura, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. That's Laura Walton. She's president of QP's Ontario School Board of Council of Unions. So we're just giving you an idea of what's going on with the support staff for schools as of Monday. If they do work to rule, I don't know about you, I'm itchy.